This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome back, guys. DGS 405. Gorgeous out there tonight. Uh, we have storms rolling in, mostly south and east. But by morning, it's going to be in the 30s. By tomorrow night, it's going to be in the 20s and uh, maybe snowing. And then we pop back up for the weekend. It's time for the Think Tank. We do it every Tuesday at 4 p.m. David Barklage, Braxton Payne are here with us. Good to see you, fellas. Uh, Braxton, you and I set a record. You and I had the most awkward handshake. <laughs> I think I've had. Was that even let's, a let's handshake? Try, let's just try to show I mean, it. So uh, he was going for the handshake. Yeah. I was going in for the fist bump. And yeah. we did this. And then, and then, and then I stopped. I thought this was the fish tank. Yeah, that's good times. <laughs> it was almost like the, the old show that used to be on like Nickelodeon. It was like they was called a wiggle, 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 wiggle. You just yeah, like wiggle right, your right, right. fingertips together. But it was, you know, or like the uh, turtle when you smack it like that. Yeah, <laughs> sounds like something Mr. Rogers would do. Yeah, uh, yeah so it was bad. It was uh, fine. Okay. I didn't feel uncomfortable about it. So I, mostly because it happened in front of Michael Calhoun. <laughs> I tried to look cool in front of Michael, and then we didn't. So he did spin around. Kind of like that was awkward. And he really spun around. Like he, he had a story for the five PM or something. And he was still blushing. So uh, that's yeah. <laughs> we're, Weird. we're close so enough. Good. We can get through a hand. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, let's jump into the hard stuff. Uh, let's talk about Gaza a little bit. So uh, today, uh, I just understand it. There's a protest vote against Joe Biden because of Gaza. Uh, yesterday, I thought it was an unfortunate. Uh, on the same day that uh, the Air Force uh, airman emulated himself and while screaming free Palestine as he died, uh, Joe Biden was asked about it. And unfortunately, he was eating an ice cream cone. And it was just one of those weird, bad visuals for Uncle Joe. And I'll be honest, I kind of feel for Joe on this. Um, I, you know, when October 7th happened, it's like, oh my God, there's just nothing you could do that would be enough. And then after 25, 30,000 deaths, 10,000 of them children, it's like, okay, I think you've hit that point now where you may be done enough. Let's, let's do something different and try to wrap this thing up. I think Joe Biden has tried uh, to, to do the best he can to work with Netanyahu, but they are a separate sovereign country who's in a very different situation than we are. So he can't tell them what to do, uh, but it's costing him votes on the Democrat side. Braxton. Yeah, it's a couple of things with you. You said it right there. Uh, Netanyahu can do exactly whatever he wants to do. A lot of the, the frustration from the progressive left is the funding for things like the Iron Dome and funding of Israel in general. Uh, but Joe Biden has always been a friend of Israel. Uh, he's never wavered on that. He's continued since October 7th to never waver on that. And he is 
that is the majority of the Democratic base. Uh, you also see you're going to see a lot of, of especially like in places like Michigan, it keeps getting brought up, you know, a high Palestinian community. Uh, are, when you go to the voting booth, are you going to vote for Donald Trump or Joe Biden? You know, is, are they going to vote for third party? A lot of people say, oh, we'll vote third party because we can't support either. Uh, but who would have thought that today that the Democrats especially are the ones that are the biggest proponents of Israel and having <laughs> and they're the ones taking the slack for it. But they're going to continue to. And and you mentioned, you know, Joe Biden, when he was asked about it, he was asked in the ice cream shop. That seems to happen a lot to him and Donald Trump. They seem to like to answer questions in in oft winged uh, circumstances. Mm-hmm. Joe, Donald Trump was famous for doing it in front of a helicopter. Mm-hmm. where We couldn't hear anything that he was actually saying. It's also the proof where is my frustration started under the Trump administration was the lack of press conferences and the lack of accountability um, that now I think both both presidents have had Trump and it's been continued under Joe Biden. Dave, hmm. uh, look, I, I support the president's policy and the American policy on Israel because I think it's been very consistent. It has not been for conflict. It has been to be adverse to conflict. But it's not like there's many people on the other side encouraging uh, Palestinians uh, against conflict. To that regard, I think we, from a world perspective, have acted as a world power in this, and I support the president, to, you know, Ukraine, the same thing. I think uh, that Biden has been strong and correct in that. We're, play, we're doing a proxy war without American lives against a determined opponent who would march over free-thinking democratic peoples if he were allowed to. I believe that. And so I differ with Republicans on those two things. I think the president is acting very presidential. You know, whether it's ice cream or helicopter blades, it's always a get, and I, I got you. Uh, and at his age, it, it's slower to react. It's tougher. Uh, and there's not much uh, courtesy or, or respect given him to that regard. And I, I think that's bad for the presidency. Uh, I don't disagree that, I mean, I'm a strong belief that the president uh, shouldn't run for re-election, but to that regard, that's not my choice. So, uh, you know, I just uh, I think the Democrats on this issue have actually stood up, and I'd applaud them. And I think the next thing is to get Democrats and Republicans to stand up together on immigration, because mm-hmm. no matter how you look at it, from what perspective, from what ideology, I think it is bad for the country. So, with the Democrats, and I'm going to ham fist this, but with the Democrats saying. Hey, let's do this deal that the, the bipartisan senators put together and it's funding Ukraine and it's addressing the border. And the Republicans said no. As I understand it, please correct me if I'm wrong, uh, kind of uh, out of direction from Donald Trump because he wanted to be the one to solve it. He wanted to run against them on the border. If you were advising the Republicans, what, what would you tell them about that issue? You know, I, I think the, the, the Trump issue is minor and it's being utilized again as things are against uh, uh, Biden, uh, they're being amplified politically. Uh, I do not believe that many of any members of Congress would thwart a substantive change that they could agree to because Donald Trump told them not to. I have greater faith in our party and both parties than that. And to that regard, I think that that has uh, the idea that you're going to blame a lack of a, an agreement after 30 years plus on Donald Trump making a phone call to someone who's leaked out that he had a preference. Um, People have preferences all the time. That doesn't create policy or votes. And to that regard, I think that is a red herring. I think it is giving Democrats uh, that don't want to be part of it an excuse, and it's giving Republicans who don't want part of it an excuse. I don't believe it's substantive. I think the substantive issue is them coming together on real policy that gets packed the bias of both parties to do something right for America.
It, it goes to a bigger culture problem in Washington, D.C., is that they don't want to they can use Donald Trump as an excuse. But we are electing people that have no interest in governing. They want to be on the nightly news. They want to, you know, get the write that book and and stand on. I'm talking about both sides here. We're talking about Cory Bush, you know, put you know a stunt of sleeping on the steps, and then you have Marjorie Taylor, Taylor Greene doing whatever she does on a daily basis, trying to make a point. We're not electing people that are states people anymore. They do not want to serve. They do not want to govern. Uh, Democrats realize the border is a problem. It's our immigration system has always been a problem. Barack Obama, he, when he uh, took up the fact of the dreamers and getting them, you know, some type of citizenship and things like that, he was able to move the needle with executive orders. And he took that under his wing as one of his big shining like PhDs coming in. My point is just both parties. I agree mm-hmm. with you totally that we missed the ball. For example, why would you not want Hispanics across the border to be able to come legally work, pay taxes and go back home with their money? I mean, to me, that seems to be sensible. Why wouldn't you want more people that speak English, that have jobs, have sponsors, have education to come to this country? Because what we're bringing in here right now, I mean, you're going to see just, I mean, what what I fear is we're bringing out another wave of racism over a group of people who are coming here who haven't been vetted. So they're going to be defined by the lowest common denominator, which are criminals, drug dealers, and everything else. And so some of these people who might have had a legitimate case or whatever, we they are going to get thrown into a different group. And what's even worse is we've brought so many in, they're not going to assimilate into culture. They are, they're going to have their small groups like we've seen in Europe that's caused all these problems mm-hmm. because they're not culturally uh, uh, driven to get assimilated into the community and be part of the community. There's no drive for citizenship. All those things have significant consequences long term. And the politicians of both sides are fiddling. If I hear Donald Trump or I hear this, that or the other thing, I think it's all an excuse to avoid doing the right thing. What about to, to Wheeler's point? I don't know if you were listening on the way in, but Wheels was making the point that uh, Bill Clinton talked about this. The Bushes talked about this. We've been talking about this for literally decades. And his supposition is that for some reason or some group of reasons, we really don't want to do anything. Yeah. One of the things that has changed over the years, in my opinion, is is how we view the border is is now it's like, you know, you mentioned that criminals are flooding across before it was, you know, just everyone wants to be Americans. You know, what what happened to that? They want to be a part of us. They want to be part of America. We're making it the us versus them. And therefore, the the needle keeps moving. And that's why we don't want to do anything, because it's being used as a political football. With Clinton, you had the second Cuban uh, immigration pattern, which were criminals and insane and all these terrible people. And we learned our lesson then. We should have addressed certain things then. And the same thing with Bush, same thing with Obama. It seems like every party has made a misstep, whether it was unions trying to protect jobs, whether it was racism, whatever it was. And it has been, and, and, and I think the latest one has been a very adverse reaction by Democrats to anything Donald Trump was for, starting with the wall, et cetera. And again, that's not the reason we should be making policy. Yeah, and and that's a great point. As he brings up the wall, the wall wasn't really going to do anything. Our immigration policies is so confusing to so many people, and it's easier to say. I think Rachel mentioned it in the last segment. Was is why can't we just do an executive action and close the border? Well, there's a lot that can be done via executive action, but our immigration policies are so complicated. Look what when Donald Trump banned all the Arab countries of coming over. How many families? were separated, you know, normal people Let that they could you, not get back because because there was just a, a swath action of, quote unquote, closing the border from certain countries. You, though, is that because there is such a dysfunction of it, the federal government is not cooperating with state authorities 
uh, especially Republican state authorities, they're completely – if I called the governor's office today and said, how many illegals, where are they coming, what are we doing from, what benefits, all this thing, they can't answer it because they are completely shifted out. So you have local governments getting an influx. And I've heard everything that there could be as many as 30,000 illegals in the St. Louis region by the end of the year of, of where they dislodge housing, benefits, how does local government deal with this already stressed and no one even has a picture of what's coming in or what's in the pipeline because there's no cooperation. They are using, you know, charities and other entities to flood different markets for whatever reasons. I don't I mean to subscribe some, you know, uh, coordination about it. But my point is no one knows what the other side's doing, which means innocent people, people that need benefits, all those kinds of things are going to be at jeopardy. And people who are at risk coming into this country are going to be further at risk. We don't even know how many un. Uh, un, uh, uh, unaccompanied children there are running around uh, that are being human trafficking or abused or used as drug carriers, et cetera. It is a tragedy in all levels. And fentanyl, fentanyl deaths, I mean, it's, it's out of control. There's nothing. Uh, it, we are falling apart at the seams on this issue, in my opinion, and it's going to become the number one issue, but no one, in my opinion, mm-hmm. is stepping up to answer. Why, why is there no move to go after businesses that hire illegals? I mean, if you want people to stop coming, ha- if they don't have a reason to come and we don't have the stomach. I, and I, this is why my belief when we were talking about earlier is I don't think anybody with any real power wants anything to change. I think they're fine with the way it is. People can use it as a weapon politically. There are big business interests, big, big agricultural business mm-hmm. that benefit from cheap yeah. labor that they don't oh, have yeah. to put on the books. And I don't understand why we keep fight, fighting about it if nobody of significant even cares to change it. it. It is so dysfunctional and so partisan. No one wants to even step up and be included in the debate because there's just no way you can win. I mean, I mean, you know, unions, we, we don't need undocumented workers that are wiring houses that are going to burn down on people. But what are you going to do? You, you, you tell them to quit. They're going to be back tomorrow. And, and I'm just saying is that you go after the business. Well, the business community is like, well, you know, what are we supposed to do? I mean, it is, it is like we have we have hit a synergy point that has created a Wild West mentality and everybody is set scratching their head. Yeah. I mean, you, you <clears throat> could commit a crime as an illegal and get off versus someone else. You could be sitting in jail without a constitutional right yeah. for 60 days. I have a friend who's a restaurateur who said mm-hmm. that if you really, truly did what you're talking about, Wheels, and busted like the, the Chesterfield Valley and you took everyone who was undocumented out, that every restaurant would shut down. Yeah. And I don't I'm not advocating for doing that, but I'm saying if if people are serious, yeah. if this is a crisis, there are remedies. Yes. If there's a crisis, the first thing you can do is penalize anybody caught yeah. hiring illegal workers. And we only do the whole, we're going to punish the workers yeah, that we go come here illegally. Chicken once, the guys, once every I few gotta, years. That's right. about it. I got to tell you that the, the immigrants that are coming across the border today are not like, for example, you had to get a, a, a effectively a green card, but a pass and N1H1 to be able to work at a restaurant. Look at all the, you go to a Mexican restaurant, you see how they have built it up. They've built small chains. They work night and day. And and that group of immigrants have turned out to be incredible in society. But this group coming up, we're talking about multi-generational uh, uh, groups that are coming from South and Central America that have never had jobs, that have no formal educations, anything else. They're coming here for the welfare system. And I'm not trying to sound like a big Republican. I'm just saying it's a different group than we have seen in previous ways, like the second Cuban coming. We, we, we often hear from, from people is this, why, why do we invest in places like Venezuela or, you know, Colombia? Why are, mm-hmm. we, why are we doing things in South America? 
well, we do those things so people stay in their countries and they don't <laughs> flood our borders. But the isolationism really and the populism started with Donald Trump, where he didn't want to give money to anybody. Uh, and then now, you know, when Joe Biden's talking about giving aid to Ukraine, the Republicans, which is in my lifetime, I never thought would be the day the, that the exception that, to that, that is, is that. One begets the other in modern politics. I'm not going to defend, be a Trump defender, but I will say this, is that some of the forays into the, into Afghanistan and Iraq, even for hardcore Republicans that were Reagan, like myself, mm-hmm. Reagan, uh, neoconservatives, if you want to call it that. But the point is, is that they were disappointed that why are we getting these wars? Why are we losing lives? Why are we having these mm-hmm. kind of things? And to that regard... Donald Trump is the reaction to all these things. Let's take a break. Come back. We have uh, another segment with the guys. If you want to jump in, 314-436-7900-800-925-1120. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, get ready for a big change. Dave Murray thinks it's probably going to be 10 o'clock or so. When the uh, storms hit us, and it's going to be very spotty. If you're listening from down south, you're probably going to get the worst of it. And east, he said, kind of like Farmington across to Carbondale. But for all of us, uh, just looked at my phone at 79 degrees. We set a record today. It was in the 80s. And by morning, it's going to be in the 20s. Woo. Yes. <laughs> yes. Going to have to wear so a coat like a, tomorrow. In like a 10-hour window, it's going to drop yes. like 55 degrees. Nuts. Just crazy. Uh, let's do some audio. All right, let's start with wheels because he promises us that this is <laughs> You'll great laugh. audio. This is funny. So this is Don Jr. I travel all over the country. I fly commercially. Like I'm all, you know, I, I have seen and witnessed now more than ever, uh, you know, the amount of African-American men that have come up to me literally like, hey, man, you're my hero. I'm like, what? I, like, really? Like, I, I did not have that in my bingo card. <sighs> You're my hero. No, you're not. Oh, my God. That hasn't happened. Not once. He flies commercial. Yeah, first of all, that part's not true at all. That's not true. Mm. That can't be true. (laughs) There's a couple of issues at play here. How can an entire family... Be that unaware. Let's listen to it again. It's just too good. I travel all over the country. I fly commercial. I like, I'm all... You know, I, I have seen and witnessed... Now more than ever, 
uh, you know, the amount of African-American men that have come up to me literally like, hey, man, you're my hero. I'm like, what? I, like, really? Like, I, I did not have that in my bingo card. I didn't either, Doug. <laughs> I got to tell you something. <laughs> I'm going to dinner tonight with my buddy Scott Rutledge. <laughs> if at dinner five African-American men came up to me and said, Dave, I don't want to bother you having dinner. <laughs> but I have to tell you my- you're my hero. <laughs> I'm not telling anyone. I'm not going on the air tomorrow and being like, get this. Yeah, because yeah. that's. We, oh, we wouldn't believe it. I mean, on every level. Yeah, like, you're like, no, they didn't. On yeah. every level, that's hilarious because, one, you don't fly commercial. Two, now more than ever, as if it happened all his <laughs> yeah. life. Yeah. Like, it's been happening forever. It used to happen with some frequency. <laughs> and now it's nonstop. And let's be fair. Are there African Americans who are very conservative? Absolutely. 100%. Yeah, and probably love Don Jr. And, loved, and love the Trumps and love Don Jr. Yes. Is it nonstop that African-American men are are talking to him in the airport and saying, you're my hero? No. <laughs> now more than ever. Dude, you have to learn how to lie, okay? <laughs> like, lie smarter. Jeez. Who does love Don Jr., though? That's I a mean, good point. Yeah. I mean, I can see people liking Dad. He's not particularly lovable himself. Eric probably loves him because he has a chin. <laughs> Well, Eric's jealous of him, I think. Yeah, the chin thing. He's like, yeah, Don Jr. got all the luck. <laughs> he kind of did. That was just so funny. Mm. What else we got? Did I play it up too much or did it no, deliver? No, no. It, it... <laughs> I don't know if we have time for much else here. We have the Bob Costas audio we could play really nah, quick. It's been long. A bit long and again. Andrew has some screaming audio. I don't know what this is. Oh, that's the Taylor Swift girl. She started screaming outside the concert when Taylor played the song that uh, quote unquote saved her life and oh, they, and it's 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 let's not scream yeah okay. and it's it's really we, loud we, I do have some Taylor stuff though her ex boyfriend you may know who he is I don't even know his name he's in some band but he said that her whole thing is Satanism and oh. she's a Satanist <laughs> and oh, probably ev- Maddie Healy yeah gotta that's be, it. Gotta that's be it. Maddie Healy <laughs> he's ev- joking every yeah. no this guy's a, a born again Christian now no he's not no he's not <laughs> he's trolling that this is like it's his whole thing yeah. Well, that guy can kiss my ass. <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's a pain. Also, I guess his, her dad punched a guy in Australia. Yeah. yeah. A paparazzi, apparently. Bad yeah. dad. It's 443, brought to you by Fira Capital Management. Music in the sun. I'm a joker. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. 
Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.